0: We're standing ready Lord, please I could take a guess Oh, would you please We are ready I'm lifted by the Spirit's peace Again, okay. so never going home Never joining St. John could never be alone I guess I'm well-adjusted But the pain is they never leave Except for my feet I find that you don't get it That you're a danger You remain a danger I'm a judge who believes in life and rehabilitation When rehabilitation is possible I have many defendants come back here and show me the great things they've done in their lives after probation, after parole. I don't find that's possible with you. There's definitely something crooked The sky keeps on looking Hello, humans. Welcome back to the Slackline Quote of the Day broadcast. Uh, you are listening to The Boss. The Boss is That was uh, an excerpt from Judge Rosemary Aquilina's uh, sentencing of uh, serial sexual assaulter Larry Nasser um, from uh, USA Gymnastics. Uh, he was a doctor that uh that uh molested and sexually assaulted like according to uh the accusations that came out uh, at least 265 girls um seven of which he was under um uh, he was actually being tried for for doing um but they had uh had over 150 uh girls and young women and their families come forward uh to give victim statements during the sentencing um which i guess like spanned spanned over a few days almost a week this judge opened it up to all these different people to come in and 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 uh and didn't say no to anybody that that wanted to uh to give a victim statement um that had been affected by uh by Mr. Nasser and so yeah she uh so that little clip brings us in today uh bringing us to our quote uh, who is our sponsor today for our quote um you know what normally i make a joke here but uh with a joke fake sponsor or something like that but uh i don't think it's really appropriate considering the type of conversation we're going to have today about uh, abuse in in power situations and specifically we're going to talk about really sports today um but uh so that quote that we're gonna that we're gonna sp- steer off from is from uh, from Judge Rosemary Aquilina herself from later on in that sentencing. I am not vulnerable to you or to criminals. I swore to hold the constitution and law and I am well trained. I know exactly what to do. This time I'm going to cure it. It is my honor and privilege to sentence you because sir, you do not deserve to walk outside of a prison ever again. That is Judge Rosemary Aquilina um to Larry Nasser as she sentences him to 175 years in prison um and that was just the uh that was just the state charges he's also been sentenced to 60 years federally for possessing child pornography so this guy's just an all around bad dude um and yeah I wanted to bring it up uh a because the judge is getting a little bit of criticism for uh for her kind of harsh statements as she gave the verdict um a lot of people well i mean you can make the argument that the judge needs to be impartial and unbiased and show that because uh it's not really their um place to take any sort of pre-prejudice into a judgment um and like that's kind of the whole foundation of of the legal system and trial by jury and impartial judges and all that stuff uh, what I read about this morning was that, uh, that this was, you know, a sentencing hearing and not a, uh, not an actual, uh, not an actual trial because he did plead guilty. And so during the sentencing hearing, there's not as much of a, a need for her to show impartiability, uh, towards the, towards the defendant. Um, because he has already been convicted uh, with the crime and they're just sentencing him and of course the argument that um, you know he's a despicable person and that uh, especially in times when all this all of this type of uh, systematic and and endemic abuse comes to light uh, it's nice to be able to put a you know a period on the point of of uh, sentencing somebody to to life and then some double lives triple lives in prison um a friend of mine actually mentioned even uh the uh kind of the exorbitant length of the sentence um and why uh why something like that might get you know so sort of over sentenced and and when you have cases of of murder you know sometimes those people don't even get like 10 12 years in prison I mean, A, we're we're in Canada and so we're talking about people here and B uh you know, as we discussed um when uh, when I was talking with him, it was it was tough, you know, I mean something like murder, I mean there's so many different degrees of how you could possibly end up killing somebody from, from a straight up accident to to first degree um and to serial killers as far as like, you know, people that, you know, murder and uh uh you know dozens to to you know people that murder dozens of people you know there are different degrees of sentencing to all of that and just like just like this case uh this person you know was a serial rapist uh you know by all accounts and uh you know it's arguably just as bad if not worse to to leave an, an a lasting impact on not just your victim but their families as well um Versus a case like murder where you leave a lasting impact, obviously, on families um, and and the victim is unfortunately no longer around. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't you can't compare those things is is really the point. You can't compare really any sort of, you know, criminal cases are all kind of based on precedence, but you can't really cross lines as far as, um, you know, one crime worse than the other. Uh, As far as that goes, I think you have to take it on a case by case basis for sure. And, uh, and not really think about it when you're, when you're considering other cases, like as far as how much time somebody should be getting, I don't know, all those things, they, they tend, they evolve, right? We've had revelations of, of this kind of, uh, like I said, endemic abuse in a bunch of different areas and, um, you know, how that would have been sentenced a few years ago is going to be different than how it's going to be sentenced now because of that. And, and it should be, And I wanted to shed a little light on this because, um you know, it seems like the the Hollywood abuse scandal uh, dominates most of this type of you know hashtag me to talk um, but you know as we see here, uh, this isn't just like a a Hollywood casting couch type problem. It's a just a, a general problem of of humanity and and uh, not enough i guess oversight in the on the people that we allow into these types of positions and not enough scrutiny when uh when scrutiny and immediate action when uh complaints do come out you know i've been going through this case i went through a case about uh us swimming and coaches that had uh, had raped kids there um also i went through a thing on classical music this morning and how conductors have basically used it for their own kind of you know personal sex shop in a weird way um and uh and you know when you go through these articles and through these stories there's inevitably there's inevitably um cases of people that look the other way when they were told that this was happening uh, people that are in high positions and and people that continue to put these people into high level positions um regardless of the types of allegations they're facing um you know those people tend to like lose their jobs like all these committee members from from uh from the u.s gymnastics and from the u.s olympics uh committee like all resigned and all this type of stuff but you know at what point do maybe those people bear some sort of criminal responsibility for um for not acting or for not saying something um when they could have or for for knowingly putting people in uh, in vulnerable positions with people that have, you know, that have issues like this in their past, you know, because it permeates everywhere. Like, these are just, they're opportunities for these types of people to, um, to be around their victims. You know, the judge even said how he knew he had, uh, he knew he was this way, he had this issue and, and had a had a pedophilia issue and instead of seeking help and avoiding temptation, he puts himself in a position of power with young people and uh you know we've seen it up here in cases with uh with hockey coaches and we've seen it you know in in cases of uh, of priests and that type of thing you know it's not an accident that these people gravitate towards positions um where they can be around their victims so then the question becomes how do you spot that well you can't really spot it i don't think until it actually happens um which is which is unfortunate but uh you know there's been this mentality through all of this stuff and especially you know unfortunately with victims who feel shame and feel um you know in a lot of cases like they can't speak out or or they'll lose jobs or positions on teams or whatever the case is. part of this whole movement is about allowing those people to speak and believing them when they do um but then not just believing them but also putting into action um ways of helping them or helping others from from not having to to endure that type of stuff um whether that's you know supporting them in their in their uh, struggle to come to terms with what happened and to to expose it, and to to take matters to the police when when required, um, including I think against those who who stop it. You know, like if you go to your Olympic committee member, or chairman, or whatever, and say that, uh, you have multiple girls that have been accusing this doctor of sexual abuse, and and you. And nothing happens you don't do anything from that you know uh unfortunately the only next course is for those people to take the next step into into criminal charges and that type of thing which obviously happened here how many people have to pile up before you build a case right like until you have at least a few victims from the same person it's their word against the uh against the defendant and what do you do like if there's no physical evidence of anything if uh, if nobody wants to testify as a witness or as a as a previous victim of, of that person then what can the justice system really do like it's hard to it's hard to go after these types of cases i think in comparison to something like a murder or a robbery or, or something like that because you know in those types of cases you have you have the crime in front of you. You have evidence of the crime. You have a dead person, or you have something missing from a house, um, and you know whether the owner of the house or the the um, spouse of the victim claim it's this person that did it. Yeah, the police will investigate those people, but they also have to. They also will follow all these other leads. You know, they don't just assume that this person did it because the neighbor said that uh, that they had a grudge against their uh, against their neighbor. And that's why he killed their, you know, their daughter or something like that. Like, you know, that again, that'll certainly be investigated. And the person will be questioned if they were, you know, if there's any evidence that they were there, including witness statements, but, but against like, there is a crime that had happened. And so if they have evidence that, that it wasn't this person, um, or that that person wasn't in the room or whatever the case is, then they still have a murder to solve. They can still, they can, they can examine the scene and try to figure out who actually did it. Whereas in this type of case with sexual abuse, you have, you know, in many cases, one person, uh, going against, uh, the word of another person. And, you know, the argument is like, well, why would somebody make something like that up? And, um, of course that's that's in the very small minority, but it, do, it it is a possibility and you can't just assume that people are guilty of whatever somebody accuses them of, even if it's if it is this something this heinous. I have a friend who's a uh a doctor of psychology and um is working on her PhD in in criminal law, I believe is what her title is. I'm gonna have to ask her what it is officially at this point, but uh she's gonna be on the big version of the slack line uh, maybe next week sometime or the week after uh, asked her if she wanted to call in to talk about something like this specifically um, not necessarily the um, uh, the case itself but a the kind of you know the the judge's harsh words and how that looks as a um, as a prospective judge herself that's what she wants to do like what what's her opinion on on being forceful and and emotional in, in sentencing hearings and, and for this kind of presumption of, of innocence and what that means in regards to, uh, these types of sexual abuse cases, particularly with celebrities when, you know, we're all kind of interested and invested in, in who these people are. And when, you know, these types of accusations come to light, uh, there can be a disregard for whether they're true or not. Um, again, uh most cases they they appear to be uh but there have been there have already been cases of of you know people that have come forward uh with accusations um and then it has turned out that you know they have been uh making those types of fal- false accusations to those to those people you know for a long time and and have you know disturbed their family and that type of thing so um those situations do exist, um, as rare as they are, and so you can't discount them. And I wanna, I wanna speak to her about, um, about what that means as far as you know from a justice scale, because it's totally different now. As far as, um, like there would always, there would always be differences in opinion of verdicts for sure. Like the O.J. Simpson trial is a perfect example of, you know, this guy getting acquitted of murder, and a lot of people thinking that he actually did it. Um, you know. He and he was a celebrity though, and to this day, like everybody, kind of assumes that O.J. Simpson actually did it, and it's it's you know more than anything, it's the butt of of pop culture jokes, which is kind of a, a weird thing. But um, and he was acquitted of that, you know, and still again to to this day, he was uh, he was presumed guilty by a lot of people, and and that's gonna happen with with a lot of these abuse cases as well, even if it does come out that people um you know maybe there wasn't enough evidence or 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 acquitted of charges for whatever reason um as soon as you get accused of something like that uh there will be people that won't let it go and it may uh it may end up ruining people's careers and that type of thing and especially with the way that news and information and, and any sort of chatter can spread now you know a lie can spread really really fast And people can accept it as truth really, really fast and then not want to change their mind because that's just how human psychology works. And so, and, uh, and yeah, so it's a pretty awful, um, pretty awful thing that this, that this guy had done, uh, multiple times to a a bunch of different people. And there's still a lot of work to do in, in all these communities to try to, uh, uh, to quell out all of these issues and to, well, not to quell out, to expose all of these issues and then to. Uh, extinguish the people that are involved in them so um, may we'll leave it there for today uh, not necessarily a happy episode but they can all be happy uh, that quote again uh, from judge rosemary aquilina i am not vulnerable to you or to criminals i swore to hold the constitution in law and i am well trained i know exactly what to do this time i am going to cure it it is my honor and privilege to sentence you because sir you do not deserve to walk outside of prison ever again. That, again, is uh, Judge Rosemary Aquilina as she sentences Larry Nassar to 175 years in prison for uh, sexual assault of over 100-something women. Well, it's actually it's it's seven that he was actually sentenced for, but um, over 150 came forward, and it's been uh, assumed that it's over 265 actual girls in total. So... Uh, yeah, bad man behind bars. So that's a good thing. Uh, that is it for the quote of the day, Slackline. Uh, thanks again to Crooked Spies for providing their music today. Please follow all the accounts: Instagram at the dot Slack dot line, Twitter at Slackline underscore radio, YouTube and iTunes at the Slackline podcast. This has been the boss. The boss is- Uh, coming at you again from for Throwback Thursday. Uh, we're going in Friday tomorrow. Hoping everybody has a, a fun Thursday and a fun Friday. We'll speak to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye for now. I'm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm.